Imagine a solid wood straw, which you've just lowered into a glass of water. Just a straightforward bit of wood dowel, solid all the way through, no tricks. I mean, that should be no good, right? But now imagine blowing lightly on the end, and suddenly you start seeing bubbles fizzing out the bottom, tumbling up through the water. It's kind of crazy, right? Well, there's a type of wood that this actually works with. My name is Ollie Stratford, and I'm your host for today's Tree Short, a new podcast mini-series where each episode shines a light on a single tree species and its timber, before catching up with designers and architects about their experiences working with that particular wood. So by now you're probably wondering, so what's that tree straw made of? And the answer is surprising, because it's actually a type of oak. A species of tree that is famously solid, strong, heavy and hard, but which somehow you can blow bubbles through. Weird. Well, I should get more specific, because this only works with a particular type of oak, which is the American red oak. The red oak is not actually a single species. Rather, it's a whole cluster of subspecies that grow throughout the United States' eastern mixed hardwood forests. And within those forests, red oak really rules the roost. It's a tall tree and also the dominant species. So to give you a sense of how widespread this thing is, there are currently 2.62 billion cubic metres of red oak in US forests. But let's clear up a couple of misconceptions. Red oak wood isn't red. Sorry, disappointing, I know. The red in the name actually refers to the colour of the leaves in autumn. In fact, the sapwood is light brown, while the heartwood can be pinkish to reddish brown. Although not always. So, maybe there's a little bit of red in there. But we're not talking about a crimson blood tree. Appearance-wise, its wood is not totally dissimilar to the white oak we're all familiar with. Red oak is a straight-grained, coarse-textured wood, which is used widely in the US for furniture, flooring, joinery and cabinets. It's strong and hard, so it takes well to machining, and it's particularly well-suited to steam bending. The net volume of red oak in the US after harvest is increasing by 28.7 million cubic metres each year. So this is a tree species that is doing well. But the thing I'm sure you really want to know about is how that straw trick works. Well, this is one of the big differences to European white oak. So, if you look at red oak's end grain, you can see very clear growth rings, which feature large open pores in the springtime growth. In white oak, those pores would be plugged up with structures called tyloses. But in red oak, they stay open. So it's actually those pores that you're blowing down to create those bubbles in the water. They're also the reason why red oak absorbs oils, stains and colour very easily. It's all enabled by the wood structure. So, you have a wood that's strong, machines well, likes to be steam bent, and takes colour easily. That's a pretty good set of attributes for designers to work with. And to prove this, I wanted to speak to someone who has worked with red oak recently, and who has really gotten the most out of the material. Uh, When I design a piece of chair, I'm an architect too. I think we are all like that. We need to think about structure, we need to think about connections, and uh, often wood gives me answers um, from its materiality. So that voice you just heard is Tomoko Azumi, a London-based designer and architect who heads up the East London practice TNA Design Studio. Tomoko is a master of her craft, with projects ranging across all materials and typologies. 
Back in 2019, Tomoko got an interest in commission. She was contacted by the American Hardwood Export Council to be a part of Legacy, a landmark project for the London Design Festival that proposed pairing designers up with major figures working in art and culture. Each designer was given a partner who would commission them to produce a one-off piece in Red Oak, something that connected to that commissioner's life or work. For Tomoko, the timber made a real impression on her. When you see the wood itself, kind of, yes, it's in comparison with others, though. Um, not as smooth as maple or pear, pear wood. It has very strong um, strength um, as a property. It, has, it shows nice wood grain, but depending on the size and the direction of the plank, it might be very straight. Sometimes it's curved a bit, but it really shows a sort of stretched strength of its wood life. Tree's life is shown on the surface. That's how I kind of have impression of this wood. So Tomoko was paired up with Kwame Kwe Amar, an amazing actor, singer, playwright, director and broadcaster, a real renaissance man, who is also the artistic director of The Young Vic. So Kwame's an important man in the UK's cultural life, but what do you make for someone like that? What do they need? Well, turns out that Kwame's idea was pretty simple. He wanted to have a, a seat in wood in his garden, yeah, to talk with his grandson, um, to, to recall the journey of his family and his own trip. So the trip that Tomoko mentioned there is one of migration. Kwame is British. He grew up in Southall, London. But his parents actually moved to the UK from Granada. And before that, the family had ancestry in Ghana. And Kwame wanted Tomoko to somehow capture that story of migration and cultural exchange in whatever she made for him. Kwame's um, briefing for me was broad. When, when, he, then, when he told me about uh, his journey, his family's journey, journey in long distance, the firstly it was on boat from African continent to West Indies Island. And then when his grandmother... Uh, came over to the UK, that was on a flight, but then she treasured that, that tickets. It was framed and then it's treasured of, of the family. And then he, Kwame, respects that uh, long journey because he's very happy to be in the UK now. And then uh, he's proud of this history. So I thought about this long history, I thought, boat or ship might be very good representation of it. So Tomoko set out to make a boat that could also double as a chair. The final piece is called Owl, and we'll come back to that. But its basic form is the skeleton of a boat's prow, turned to point upwards, and with a little seat installed in its body so that Kwame and his grandson can sit in there together. In principle, that's easy. And Tomoko herself says that she probably made her sketch for the piece in about five minutes. But anybody with any experience in boat building will know it's an infamously tricky business. It's incredibly precise and you need a lot of carefully bent timber. Which is where Red Oak comes back in, because if you remember, Red Oak really likes to be steam bent. It was very essential to use the Red Oak. Its strength as a structure and then also 
it shows nice wood, nicely wood grain and then it really shows sort of spontaneous shape in the end from those many elements it was essential to use red oak Tomiko actually admitted that she did consider thermally modifying the oak which gives you a product that's sometimes referred to as TMT which would have given it some protection when outdoors but the trouble is that if you treat the wood in that way you can't then steam bend it. So I had to choose either steam bent or TMT. But I've chosen steam bent because TMT um, oak plank, I probably could cut out the similar shape of those bowls. But that loses its strength and then it loses this the appearance of um, spontaneous sort of nice sort of glowing feeling of it. Which means that the curving structure of owl is naturally created by the oak itself. But even with that help from the material, owl was still a challenge to make. Tomiko worked with the furniture manufacturer Benchmark and its craftspeople really had their work cut out for them assembling this thing. For them it was a very difficult piece to make. To assemble it, I saw three technicians together pushing the timber into the half circle structural pieces. Structural pieces that are one, two, three, four, five horizontal structures within this boat shape, half boat shape. And then I saw two guys are pushing in and then one guy was banging with the hammer. Because it's such a simple, neat structure, everything has to fit perfectly, and that's tricky. But when it works, you get a kind of serendipity. A perfect wood for the task, handled with expertise, coming together with Kwame's story of migration and family. And something of that same serendipity is present in the title Ao itself, which actually has a double meaning. Okay, I pronounce it Ao first. Because um, au is in Japanese, meat. So this is a meeting point um, in his garden. And then also au as this uh, periodic uh, chart. Au represents the gold. And then under the seat, there is a structure of uh, crystallized, yeah, no, the enlarged crystal of gold under the seat. What Tomoko means is that the gold's atomic structure is a cube with an atom of gold in the middle of each face of that cube. So you get these X-shaped bonds from each corner to that central atom, which is a structure echoed in a red oak joinery that supports the bench. And that has a strong symbolic meaning. When I met Kwame, I thought, well, he, he is um, golden boy he's uh, a result of this long journey of this family he appreciates that he appreciates appreciates where he was born and what he received so beautiful golden boy and then when i um, made a tiny research on the exports um, from ghana where his family is originally from and um Gold was top number six or something like that of the, the country's export mineral. And I thought that is nice to, to have this inspiration of him, golden boy, under his seat. 
so a golden chair for one of the golden boys of British theatre. But all made possible by red oak and some of the properties that that wood has. Strong and durable to create complex structures and suitable for steam bending to create the necessary curvature. The only real pity with Al is that it doesn't also double up as a drinking straw. But then, I suppose we can't have everything. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Ollie Stratford, and this episode was produced and edited by Evie Hall. You can subscribe to Words and Wood on your favourite podcast platform and catch our next tree short where we'll be looking at maple with Maria Brune.